Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, man, it's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Jake Hatch coming up here momentarily. Hatch uh, of the Locked On Cougars podcast and, uh, of course, has covered BYU for the station for a long, long time. We'll get his thoughts on uh, BYU's recruiting class thus far. You know, it is, uh, we mentioned this before, but it is the hard thing when you you, you cover BYU recruiting because you just aren't going to see any of these guys for a couple of years. And uh, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. And then they come back and you go, oh, yeah, he was supposed to be really good. You might see a couple of them. Uh, not everybody goes on missions, but uh, it is it is complicated much more so than most places yeah. for sure. I know. There's those sinners like Hans that elect not to go. Well, I've had some good players through the years who uh, stuck around. You can at least laugh at my joke. I don't really think that if you stay, you're a sinner. You could at least. Oh, I thought you were. Ha ha! That's you, funny. You weren't. Oh, that was a joke. Well, you 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 think my my slight calling Hans a, a sinner was uh, serious? I thought you were telling the truth. <laughs> what? Well, you know, we all know about the rum thing, but no, I think Hans is a, <laughs> is a fairly devout guy. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right, good. I'm yeah. just kidding. I thought you were serious, so. No, you didn't. Stop it. From uh, what you've said to me about Hans. Okay. All right. All right. Are you trying to get me beat up? <laughs> because I actually, unlike you, have to see Hans occasionally. So <laughs> let's let's watch it there. All right. Let's get out of the zone phone. Uh, he, he's the host of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Uh, he also produces DJ and PK every single morning, covers BYU for the station. He's our friend, Jake Hatch. What's up, Hatch? Not too much, boys. How are you? Good, man. Are you, you're helping with the Locked On Youth podcast, too, right? I am. Working with Brian Brown. We just launched it late last week, and we're off and rolling. So busy times for me, but lots of fun regardless. Not to mention two young children, so it's not like you're busy <laughs> at all. Not one bit. <laughs> not at all. All right, uh, Hatch, uh, let's start here. Who is the crown jewel thus far of the BYU recruiting class? Uh, the crown jewel by the recruiting rankings is Logan Fano from Timpview High School. Um, many people probably are familiar with his story, but he committed to BYU when he was in eighth grade. Backed off that commitment as he started to see more and more attention from Power Five programs during his high school days. And then ultimately came back to the Cougars uh, late here in this cycle and assigned with BYU. If he lives up to his potential and Obviously, that's always the $100 question with all these recruits. If he lives up to that potential, you're looking at a potential NFL player on your hands. Hmm. How disappointed were the Cougars about uh, missing on a a certain quarterback out of Corner Canyon? (laughs) Uh, I think there was some disappointment that Jackson Dart did pick the Trojans. Uh, Obviously, BYU didn't have any other quarterbacks they had offered in this class. Uh, it does make me wonder, Gordon, if they are going to try and find a quarterback going into the February signing day. It'll be a tighter window, obviously, and BYU invested a lot of time in recruiting Dart. Uh, they were one of the first programs to offer him, even when he was playing at Roy High School. So they've been on him for a long time. So it is disappointing for them to miss out, lose out to USC, but 
we'll see if they can find somebody here in the next month and a half in the lead up to February. Was that a surprise, uh, Hatch, that he was that he would not pick BYU, or was it more up in the air than that? Uh, it's. <laughs> It was a surprise in that uh, USC uh, – okay, let me, let me back up on that. It was not surprising to pick USC after all. Graham Harrell and the Trojans have a phenomenal program. It is the allure of Troy, uh, the white horse, all that stuff. Gordon knows as well as anybody about that. But uh, I think that the pin picking USC is not all that surprising. It was surprising to see him blow up as much as he did, though, uh, his senior year at Corner Canyon. He did so many things uh, for Corner Canyon, but a lot of people hadn't seen his talent until he got there. He played most of his high school career at Roy High School, didn't necessarily play in an offense that featured his skill set, but his meteoric rise was pretty phenomenal, all things considered, especially amidst the pandemic when offers were being made via Zoom, evaluations being made via huddle highlights, that type of stuff. I see that in this class there are some, there are some kids who – have bloodlines back to BYU whose fathers played for the Cougars. Are those guys any good? Uh, yeah, I, I think they actually are. Uh, Cade Hoke is one of them. Chris Hoke, his father, was a defensive lineman for BYU before going and winning those Super Bowls that he won with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Chris actually still works out in uh, Pittsburgh for a radio station, so that's why his son was playing out there. But he's a good football player. He's a linebacker, unlike his father. doesn't have the same frame that his dad did. Uh, I'm expecting him to come in and be a good player for BYU. I also think the other guys on the, ro- the roster that have those bloodlines, as you like to say, Gordon, uh, Raider DeMooney among them. Jack DeMooney, his dad's currently on the staff there as one of the recruiting coordinators. I'm as high on Raider DeMooney as anybody in this class for BYU because I think he can just make an impact at four, five, six positions potentially. Wasn't he recruited by a bunch of big-name programs? Yeah, he had most of the Pac-12 come after him, Oregon. Uh, there was a long time that Utah tried to flip him to go up to Salt Lake City to play there. He had a bunch of programs after him, but I think ultimately the pull of uh, being at BYU where his dad played and also just being uh, at a school that he grew up rooting for was too much for him to pass up on. Jake Hatch is, uh, is with us here on 97.5 and, and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Hatch, I heard you talking about this a little bit with Hanson Scotty, uh, about the situation that the current uh, regime, the current recruiting coordinators inherited from the previous regime and the effect that that maybe has had on this class. Can you dive into that again for us? Yeah, so what happened is the past recruiting coordinators uh, weren't as organized as they needed to be. There, there's been software specifically written for BYU. It's actually been developed for other programs, but it was originally developed for BYU to help them kind of navigate the roster situation that BYU finds itself in year in and year out. You guys know, uh, most people out there I think are aware, that BYU sends a number of guys on missions each year. And balancing the 85 scholarships when you have guys leaving for two years and then re-entering the picture after those two years can make it an absolute headache. The the former staff did not do a good job of using the tools at their uh, discretion uh, to organize that. So when uh, Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney came in to take over the new recruiting stuff, they found themselves in a massive mess. They had to kind of just start from scratch, in essence and rebuild the spreadsheets that have been developed and all that type of stuff to get themselves back on track. I do give credit to Jack DeMooney and Jason Ayu. They clawed their way out of the mess they were in. Uh, and I can tell you this much, right now, BYU recruiting-wise is in a much better spot simply due to their efforts. And 
it'll probably take a year or two at least to get everything back to, I guess, what you call normal, but they're on a good track already. How would you rate this class overall if you were doing the judging, Jake? I think it's actually Kalani, if not his best class, his second best class. I think that he did a good job, him and his staff, of finding a lot of talent amidst, uh, they're probably going to take at most, based on what I hear, 18 or 19 guys, and obviously you can set up to 25 per NCAA rules, but I think they've done a good job at identifying the talent they needed to bring in. They did a good job restocking it along that offensive line that could see a bunch of NFL defections here in the next uh, year or so. So I think they did a decent job at finding, I guess to use the, the old adage, quality over quantity. I'm blindsiding you a little bit with this hatch, so uh, 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 I apologize for that. But what are, what are the um, the crew of missionaries coming back next year? What does that look like? So the missionary situation, I, I, I'll be frank with you, Jake, I don't have a full picture on it because COVID wreaked havoc on a lot of things. Uh, BYU thought that they were going to have a guy like Jacob Conover, who's currently in the program, and he's a walk-on technically this fall. He actually was originally slated to come back from his mission this coming year in 2021 and then join the program in the fall of 2021. Well, COVID, uh, I guess, necessitated him to come home early. He got home, decided, you know what, I don't want to sit around for four or five months before January gets here to enroll in school. So he he actually opted to walk on with the BYU football program and play this fall. He'll be on scholarship starting in the next couple of weeks here in January when school kicks back up. But I don't have a full picture on that because I think there were some guys who came in early because of that, and there were a number of guys who uh, had missions cut short, et cetera, that have been pushed to this January. So I apologize. I don't have a clear picture on who the return missionary class is going to be. Doesn't sound like uh, that would be an easy thing to track down at the moment. Yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting. That that roster that gets released kind of in that mid January when school kicks back up, I think will tell us a lot of okay. Those guys are the guys that are back from missions and the ones that they finally brought in. I I, I really have to wait until then. I feel like. Jake, I want to circle back to that quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Who Who's the best of the bunch based on what you've seen and heard? Uh, not named Zach Wilson. Okay, well, that's an interesting question because I have people that I've talked to down there who think that Jaron Hall, if he's healthy, is the best quarterback behind Zach Wilson. That's a big question mark right there is his health. We've seen him deal with concussion issues. He's had a hip issue that has had him out most of the season this year. Uh, if he can get healthy – he could be a starting caliber quarterback for BYU, but the health is in question. Baylor Romney beat Boise State famously in 2019, uh, coming in essentially cold. He had a week's worth of preparation to play that game. But there are a lot of people down there who think Jacob Conover, this freshman, he's a four-star prospect. He won three state titles in high school in Arizona, uh, played for the powerhouse Chandler down there, was a three-year starter. A lot of people think that he could come in, and if he wins the starting job next year, could be the starting quarterback for at least three, if not four years. Wow. Last thing for me, Hatch, and maybe the most important question of this interview, uh, who is the uh, highest maintenance host on the morning show? Oh, God. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. You blindsided me earlier, Jake. Now, this is a real blindside. Let's be real Dance, Hatch. Dance. <laughs> I, I love both of you. aggressive little punks. <laughs> Nice, nice pull, Austin. Uh, David and Patrick are great. I love DJ and PK. It's been fun working with them. 
they're just a fun bunch to have working with me. <laughs> That's funny that you like them so much, Jake, because they, they don't like you much. Whoa. Oh. That was oh, really wow. mean. That was really this, mean. This, this is news to me. Jeez. Oh, it's a joke. Come on. Everybody <laughs> lighten up a little bit. Of course. They love Yach. <laughs> although, doesn't PK call you Judas? Yeah, there's a backstory on that one. That was self-inflicted on that one, though, I well, will admit. Okay, so PK has thrown me personally under the bus more than once, uh, Hatch. <laughs> so I, yeah. I give you uh, permission to go ahead and, and return the favor with that nickname. I have... I have I have observed him throwing you under the bus personally, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will pick you up on that. Right, exactly. Uh, so what happened? What when when PK what, threw what, me under what, the bus? No, no. What happened with the? What's the story behind? Yeah, you are just burning bridges all day here. Seriously, Gordon. I'm gonna call you there torch. Was a, there was a comment that PK made on air that I, in error, backed up and confirmed that he said that I probably shouldn't have. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And I get uh, I love that Hatch gets the blame when it was PK himself who said it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Uh, how dare you uh, tell the truth about what I did? You know, PK exactly. says something on the radio, and it was like it was just let's <laughs> decide from that. In, you, know. you know. So, so Yak, how, how long have you been doing it, the morning show now? How long has that been? So I I, cal- I I looked that up just the other day. I am in my seventh year with these guys, six oh, and a half years technically. That's awesome. You know, because while well, we tease uh, DJ and PK about, or not tease them, but we we talk to them about how long they've been together. But man, you're a big part of what they've done now for seven they're, years. They're coming up on the two decade mark. So. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It, the funny thing is, I love to mess with uh, uh, DJ about this in particular because I. Truth be told, I woke up listening to DJ and PK in the early days. I was in high school at that point, and my alarm clock was set to uh, the zone at that time. I think it was the original spot on the zone. I grew up listening to it, and I always joke with DJ how funny it is that I grew up listening to this, woke up to their show, and now I'm producing it. Hatch, you do a great job, and you're hosting Locked on Cougars and uh, doing a terrific job with that. Thanks for jumping on with us, buddy. Thanks for having me, boys. Have a good day. Jake Hatch. Uh, produces uh, DJ and PK in the mornings, but uh, does Locked On Cougars and uh, is helping with Locked On Utes as well. So uh, does a great job covering the Cougars specifically for the station. Big thanks to him coming on with us. Uh, coming up uh, right around the corner, we'll get was some I more. Too, was I too rough there at the end there? <sighs> was I too rough? Yeah. What, what? I mean, we're... Ha, ha, ha. I let's, thought that was all in good tease. fun. Well, guess what? No one likes you. Yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Let's tease DJ and PK. <laughs> and then Gordon follows up with, well, they hate your guts. <laughs> That's funny. You love them so much because they hate you. You don't see why that would not be not be funny. It was a joke. It was uh, of course they love him. You There's think a little he'd be truth producing in every show if they didn't love him? Seriously, no, not at all. Are you kidding me? Hatch, Hatch takes the high road. Where no, those guys are the best. Love working with him. Oh yeah, well they hate you. <laughs> Can you imagine having a producer like that? <laughs> I'm wow. just kidding. I'm kidding, wow. Austin. <laughs> well, we can switch if you'd like. Oh, man. Oh. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>